Okay, so we are starting a new series this month because it's April and it's called Fool Me Once. Uh, we are going to talk because of April Fool's Day, in case you didn't follow that. Um, we are going to uh, go through four different things that can be ways that people are fooled. And, and so like each week we're going to talk about something where maybe the world will say something or your peers will say something and that's kind of the general idea, the general accepted concept, but it's not actually true. So today we're going to talk about money. Um, and so basically when it comes to money, it's a very difficult subject because on the one hand you absolutely need it in the world. Like you have, you're going to have bills, you're going to have taxes, you're going to have all of these things that, that are unfortunately constant and so you have to have it. But on the other hand, once it becomes the Lord of your life, then everything else falls away and you know that becomes all you do. Uh, one of the things that I talk about a lot is I will have high schoolers or even college people who are like, hey, I'm going to uh, work in this factory and it'll pay me $25 an hour. All I have to do is work 20 hours a day, seven days a week and never go to school and never do anything else. And yeah, absolutely, you're going to get a lot of bank there, but your life is going to suck, and it's going to get worse, and you're going to regret it in the long run. And so we're going to talk about stuff like that. I'm going to go from Mark chapter 10, verses 17 through 30. Uh, as Jesus was starting out on, on his way to Jerusalem, a man came running up to him, knelt down, and asked, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good, Jesus asked. Only God is truly good. But to answer your question, you know the commandments. You must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. Um, you must not cheat anyone. Honor your father and mother. Teacher, the man replied, I've obeyed all these commandments since I was young. So basically this guy is rich, very rich. And especially in those days he was considered rich. And he comes up to Jesus because he's followed all the commandments. And he wants Jesus to know he's followed all the commandments. So it's kind of like if you've worked ahead in school or you've done all of the chores around the house, instead of just accepting, hey, I did something good, you go to your parents or you go to the teacher and you're like, hey, what else can I do because I've already finished all this stuff. You don't actually want them to tell you to do anything else. You just want to point out that you've gone above and beyond, that you've done something good. And so this guy, his reason for going to Jesus is so that he can hear from Jesus, hey, you're awesome. You've done such a good job. Hey, disciples, check this guy out. He's done everything right, and he's really cool, and he's also rich, so that's amazing. And so that's the entire reason he went up. It's not saying he's a bad person because we all kind of want that from time to time. But he was focused on the wrong thing. He was focused on what other people say. He was focused on praise. He was focused on results and not the act. He was focused on the end of the journey and not the journey itself. Uh, and so we go to the next part. At this, the man's face fell. Or no, sorry. Looking at the man, Jesus felt genuine love for him. There's still one thing you haven't done, he told him. Go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasures in heaven. Then come and follow me. At this, the man's face fell, and he went away sad, for he had many possessions. So basically, he went to Jesus, hoping Jesus would say, you've done everything right. It's so awesome. Like, you are the, the epitome of what a Christian should be, of what a God follower should be. And instead, Jesus is like, hey, all you have to do now, you're doing a great job. All you have to do now is sell all of your stuff and give up your money and then follow me. It's not that he wants everybody who follows him to give up all their money. It's not that he wants us all to be poor. He wants us to have stuff, to be comfortable. But he's talking about priorities. And so had someone else come up to him with a different priority, uh, like uh, love or happiness or relationship or whatever, he would have talked about that because he got to the heart of the things. And so he saw in this guy's heart and saw that he put money above all of that. Uh, everything in his life was about money, about getting money, about getting more, uh, about having more, about being big and like having more than everyone else. 
And so Jesus said, sell everything. Uh, probably he wouldn't have actually made him sell everything. He just needed him to see, hey, you have to set your priorities. Um, so often, and this is where the world gets tough, again, so often we need money. Uh, and, and, you know, we have to, to go to college to better yourself, to get jobs, uh, to, to all of these things, like they require money. You have to have a car, and then you have to have gas, and then you have to have insurance. Uh, you have to have health insurance. You have to do all of these things that require money. And I get that, but it's about priorities. And so once you start putting money first, again, for a while it might be okay and you're kind of bringing in money, but eventually you're going to realize this is ruining my life. This is making me a worse person. This is my God. Uh, this is who I worship. I worship money. And there are a lot of people like that. And you look at their lives and you're like, they're super successful and that's awesome. But if you actually look at their lives like this young, young ruler, this young man, uh, you see that they're empty. And, and when we don't have money, it's very easy to idolize that. It's very easy to look at someone with everything uh, and be like, oh, well, I really want that. And yeah, that would be awesome. But again, it's about who you really are and about what you can do. And in the long run, that can't go with you. Um, none of us here are Egyptian pharaohs, and so we don't get to take everything with us into the afterlife. And they didn't either, but they all buried it with them. Um, and so to continue what Jesus is saying, uh, he looked around and said to his disciples, how hard is it for the rich to enter the kingdom of God? This amazed them, but Jesus said again, Dear children, it is very hard to enter the kingdom of God. In fact, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were astounded. Then who in the world can be saved, they asked. Uh, Jesus looked at, him in, at them intently and said, Humanly speaking, it is impossible, but not with God. Everything is possible with God. So basically, the disciples are kind of us here. Because in our society... Uh, we, again, if somebody has a lot of money, we look at them as successful. And in a certain sense, obviously they are. But we also give an extra validity to what they say. Um, all of our politicians are fairly rich. And we know in our hearts, like, yeah, they're not perfect and they're not always right. In fact, they're hardly ever right. But we still add this validity to them versus someone who doesn't have a lot of money or someone who isn't as worldly successful. And so the disciples see that and they see this rich young man and, when, and they're expecting God, Jesus to be like, oh, you've done all this stuff and you have money? Come on. And the disciples had given up everything they owned and they were putting Jesus first, but they still thought, well, he has a lot of money, so he deserves respect. And when Jesus said it's hard for the rich to go into heaven, they're like, whoa. But, but that shows God's blessing, because that was the idea then. It's like, they have a lot of money, so God is obviously blessing their life, and that means he loves them more than he loves the poor people. And she's like, that's not at all true. Um, he's like, that is not at all true. Uh, and he's also not saying that having a lot of money means you're automatically a bad person, because it doesn't at all mean that either. There are a lot of Christians uh, who have a lot of money. It's, again what your priority is and what you do with it. And so if you are going through your life and you're like, okay, I need to have the most money and so I'm going to make all of my decisions based on that, your life is always going to be based on that and it's always going to be changing and you're never going to truly know who you are and you're not going to care about Jesus. There are always going to be times where, say, for example, uh, you have to work on a church day. That happens. Um, but when it becomes a consistent thing and then you start to care less and less about missing that and more and more about getting more money, again, that changes who you're worshiping. And this rich young Euler, uh, he was following all the commandments, but his heart wasn't in it. He was just doing it because it's a checklist. He was just doing it because that's what he was supposed to do. He wasn't actually caring whether or not he did it. And so it didn't matter to him and it didn't matter to other people and he was making no difference. And with the rich and with caring about money first, that's what can happen because uh, if you would talk to anyone about like how much money is enough money, 
different people would have different answers. And so in a certain income bracket, like in a lower income bracket, um, probably they'd say, man, if I had a million dollars, I'd never have to work again, and I'd be comfortable, and it'd be awesome. If you go up to the middle class, maybe they're like, ah, like 10 million would really help me for life, and I'd be able to set up my family. And you go up to the rich, they're like, there's not enough. Like, you go to 100 billion, and that's not enough, because you always need more. Most of the people, like, we don't really understand the difference, for example, between a million and a billion. So uh, I used to know the math for it and everything, but basically a million is something that we can see. And you can get to a million if you look at like a million miles into space or something. But a billion is like, I forget, let's see, a million seconds is something like, I wish I knew this in my head. A million seconds is a certain amount that we would not be shocked by. A billion seconds is like a hundred times more than that that is insane. It's like 11 years versus 300 years or something along those lines. But the point is, you're, once you put money first, you're never going to have enough. And you may think, this is where I'm going to stop. I'm going to work this hard, I'm going to skip college, or I'm going to skip this, and I'm going to work this hard now, and then I'll focus on getting better. Then I'll focus on having a family. Then I'll focus on going to college. Then I'll focus on becoming a Christian. It never stops, because the more money you have, the more bills you have. The more bills you have, the more money you need. The more money you need, the more you work. The more you work, the less you do anything else, etc. And it keeps going. And again, working hard and having money is not bad. It's awesome if you can do that. But it can't be the central goal for anything. Uh, I will counsel people going to college a lot, like when they're talking about majors, or they're talking about what they want to do with their life. Uh, and, and they'll have all of these different decisions. And absolutely, money matters. But if you choose something based entirely on that and you don't care about anything else, then your life is going to be miserable because it's all going to be revolving around that versus if you choose to do something that you love or, or that matters to you. Um, I very wisely went to college for English and creative writing, which is super lucrative. And then I became a pastor, which again is super lucrative. And absolutely, I wish I had more money. And hopefully if I ever write books again and sell them, I will. But it's not about that. And, and as much as it can be a struggle sometimes, the fact that I hope to have an impact, the fact that I hope to, to make a difference, the fact that I hope to help people, all of that matters more to me. And so that's what Jesus is saying. He's like, hey, you can't do this on your own. You have to, to work together, and you also have to focus on other things, and you also have to understand that nothing happens without God, and so he has to be the top priority. Going to the last part of the scripture. Then Peter began to speak up. Um, we've given up everything to follow you, he said. Yes, Jesus replied, and I assure you that everyone who has given up house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or property for my sake and for the good news will receive now in return a hundred times as many houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and property along with persecution and in, in the world to come that person will have eternal life. So Basically, he's not saying if you choose to follow him instead of having a family or whatever, then you're going to have a hundred more children, because that would kind of suck. What he's saying is, when you put him first, you still will have these things. Uh, there is a quote, and I forget who says it. Oh, actually, I do not, because it's C.S. Lewis. Uh, there is a quote that if you uh, try to have earthly things, like you try to have the world, you try to have everything here, then you're going to lose everything because you're just not going to be able to have enough. You're not going to be able to do everything. But if you try to have heaven, you try to search for him, you try to be like Jesus, you try to do good, you try to make a difference, then you also get earth. 
And again, success is measured differently. I am by no means rich, but I'm doing okay because I'm giving my life to him. Uh, and, and it's not that I'm special because I am not at all, but it's that I'm trying to follow him. And so that's basically what Jesus is saying. He's like, if you have money, that's awesome. And obviously, don't go throwing away everything so that you're poor on purpose. But put him first, and then he will help you to have what you need. Because what you need is much more important than just what you want. In the moment, we all think it's about what we want. But think about as you've gone through your life, from childhood to now, everything that you've ever wanted. And a lot of those things, absolutely, they were good. But if you only got what you want, your life would be messed up. Like as kids, we want to eat ice cream for every single meal. And that's awesome for like a week. But after like 10 years of that, you're probably dead, or at least just a lot of health problems. And so it's, it's when you get what you want, it's not truly going to help you. Uh, and again, that's not to say don't have dreams. It's not to say don't have wishes. It's not to say don't try to make money. All of those things are good. But when you put him first, when you realize what the world says about success is not truly success because those people are always looking for fulfillment elsewhere. It's kind of like with identity. If you identify yourself, you find your identity in how much money you have, then that line changes all of the time because you'll be like, oh, hey, I need this much money and then I'll feel complete. Oh, man, this person over here has way more and I need to get this, so I need this much money, this much money. But if you define yourself by following Jesus, by doing the right thing, by being like him, then that line is always there. It's always being like him and you can always be complete because he is always with you. And that's the entire thing. Again, the, the, the lesson of the message is not money is bad, everything else is better. The lesson is that is not the Lord of your life. That is not the most important thing. If you live for him, if you do everything you can to be like him, then you're going to have what you need, and you're going to be able to help each other. You're going to be able to be helped. You're going to be able to be better, and you're going to be able to focus on the right things because ultimately, having a life that is fulfilled, having a life that is complete, having a life that matters to other people, that helps other people, is far more important than just being the richest person in the world. Again, from the outside, it looks much better that way. But that comes with a lot of problems and a lot of worries and a lot of troubles and a lot of focus problems, too. And so it's just about being who you can be, being who you are, being like Jesus, and then you're going to find that he will help you to have everything you need. And that's all I got.